This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Yo, what's up, guys? You like our podcast? You want to make your own? You have all the power, all the resources you need to make your own podcast. That's right. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a rundown. Basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. And here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit podcasts right from your phone or your computer. So no matter what your setup is like, you can start creating today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify with a single tap. Anchor is also the only place you can publish video podcasts to Spotify, which is super important. With Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. That's right. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That is anchor.fm to get started. It's what we use. We get a little kickback from it and we appreciate it. So if you guys want your own podcast, go to anchor.fm. .fm to get started. Peace. Hello and welcome to the Anatomy of Marriage podcast. I'm your host, Melanie Studley. Good morning. My name is Seth Studley. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. And today is day 40 of AOM Q&A. We're going to talk about autism spectrum and relationships and how to get sex when I want it. And uh, if you're new here, welcome. We have over 250 episodes all about relationship stuff. Check out season one of our podcast where we explore our nearly failed marriage and how we got through it. And um, thank you for joining us. That's right. And we are also on Facebook Live and Instagram Live right now where you can join us every single morning, most mornings at 7 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Mm -hmm. And we interact with your questions. And although this is a therapy podcast i am a licensed marriage and family therapist do not do not substitute this show or any other show for real actual therapy Mm -hmm. go seek professional help Mm -hmm. and as always our show is brought to you by audible go to audibletrial.com forward slash anatomy of marriage to get a free audiobook on us we love audiobooks we read them all the time they are so um instrumental to our personal growth and our relationship growth Mm -hmm. so please get a free audiobook on us we'll mention it again at the end it's like going to school every day that's, I mean, it is. But I, a school that you want to go to. That's right. Right? The best schools. I'm not talking about math. Okay. Not reading math books Let's here. read the review of the day. Okay. Review of the day. Hey, Emily. Oh, let's see. Mo from Muckleteo. Ooh. Oh, Muckleteo is in Washington, by the way, if anybody doesn't know. This is the podcast you need. Five stars. I listened to all the available episodes within a week of finding this. I really could have used this two years ago at my rock bottom in my already tenuous marriage. Now rebuilding, I can't wait for more of these wonderful people. It's real and raw, and I love that although Seth is a therapist, he still gets stuck, makes mistakes, and really Fs up communication in their relationship. That's right, I do. It gives me the daily needed reminder that it's not a lack of love that makes my husband screw up. The empathy part was missing from me because I felt once we learn better, we should do better right now. Oh, and I'm more of the fruit. And I'm more forgiving of myself also for not being perfect. Thank you. I like the end part. I didn't like the format from the last few months. (laughs) And I'm glad that it's changed to Q&A, but I really like the interviews. Awesome. (laughs) I thought it was funny that that's like tagged on the end. Thank you for that review. (laughs) And um, it's awesome that the show is helping you. That's basically our goal. 
it, it is helps our us goal. to yeah. help people and it they help us again. That's so. right. Zig Ziglar says the more you help others get what they want, the more you get what you want. And mm-hmm. that is really true. And we love doing it. So thank you. Good morning, Adina. Good morning, Nicole. Good morning, Rochelle. Um, Hello. And also while we're live, feel free in the Instagram and Facebook to write questions in. We we have time. We've got time. Mm-hmm. We only have two questions today. People summer always slows down for podcasting. It's kind of interesting. It's like yeah. everything goes because mm-hmm. people have kids around them. Kids. Ugh. No, not you. Just kidding. Anyway, first question. Okay. It says, I've had several friends in relationships with people on the autism spectrum, and those relationships seem particularly challenging. What considerations need to come into play when someone is in a relationship with someone on the autism spectrum? Often social cues and empathy are huge issues. At what point does considering someone's autism turn into enabling? Hmm. Um this is a really great question, and I want to clarify and would like your assistance clarifying yes. what the autism spectrum is. And because if you don't know someone on the, or, or you don't know that you know someone on the autism spectrum, that might seem like a confusing question. Because mm-hmm. we often think of autism in extremes, like people who are autistic don't talk or whatever. Mm-hmm. We often think that way. Yeah, it's it's a spectrum, right? So think of a spectrum of lights. There's, there's, you know, every uh, in, color, intense red to lighter to pink to just white, right? So it's a huge spectrum and on that spectrum there's asperger's syndrome mm-hmm. there's profoundly can you explain disabled. a little bit of what asperger's syndrome is okay you're putting me on the spot well uh, i mean we have friends who have asperger's syndrome who are like really yeah, successful yeah. you wouldn't know it until you really so studied their social engagement right sometimes they're really successful in certain areas they're like you know highly gifted in whatever it could be math or reading or linguistics or or whatever but then they have other quirks that just make them kind of odd or like well i wouldn't say what, odd it's just that they're different they're um they don't follow so i mean this is they there's no they it's mm-hmm. every single person is different mm-hmm. um but there are social cues like she mentioned in the question that just don't kind of get uh, attended to in mm-hmm. the same way uh our, one of our best friends is on the... He's Asperger's. Right. I have a cousin who uh, has autism. I, we have a nephew mm-hmm. that has autism. And I worked in the special needs with the special needs population for a zillion years, ranging from intense disabling autism and uh, spectrum to highly functioning mm-hmm. adults that can do anything that were super smart, but just had some mm-hmm. certain... Uh, pe- Peculiarity. Oh God! Jeez, I can't oh, talk. Man. Uh, you just don't even sometimes try. folks have OCD, like they they get caught up on on mm-hmm. certain things, or they like it very structured. When things are out of whack, they're like, I don't know what to do, and it's all inside, right? Mm-hmm. And um, it's manageable. And uh, yeah, I, so in relationships, I understand how it could be. Maybe I'm, I'm thinking. I'm just wondering what what folks on on the spectrum would be. Um, on the uh, the Enneagram. I'm sure it's different for every person. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just want to address like the question. Yeah. So people are understanding when we say autism spectrum, what we're meaning. Okay. I'm so hoping that it's something mm-hmm. people understand. But. Someone's autism turned enabling. So let's just say, let's, let's scratch the autism. At what point di- does considering someone's autism turn into enabling? Right. So let's, let's uh, scratch um, uh, the diagnosis of autism or being on the spectrum, right? Let's replace that with OCD or replace that with major depression mm-hmm. or major uh, anxiety, mm-hmm. right? So, it's not like I'm, I'm enabling your depression. I'm not 
making you more depressed or more anxious. I mean, there's things that I could do, right? But I'm not just like, oh, I'm a pushover. She's in bed again. So if I let her be in bed, then that's, you know, giving her a green light to continue being depressed. It's not that. Depression is a chemical imbalance and autism is a a, a uh, neurological Mm -hmm. kind of thing going on. So there's some behaviors that okay so for instance with my younger cousin who has been who has had autism all his life he's kind of high functioning but he will never be completely independent um there can be bad behavior like when he was a kid like okay he would throw food on the thing Mm. so there's teachings around that and like structure that you could do to essentially train which mm-hmm. we all can be trained yeah. that doesn't i'm not trying to sound well, and derogatory no and that is actually one of the things that therapy for um anybody does mm-hmm. it trains you it trains your to brain think of something differently right so there is no difference when it comes to that like whether it's training for social cues like training uh for our friend to realize oh when his wife like glares at him death ray eyeballs she's upset that means something it means right? something and so, so he would trained. sit with her and mm-hmm. and not he would be like what she's looking at me i don't care right. but in her her perception is i am giving him the death glare because i want him to attune to me and i'm mad at him but he's like what Okay, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not that, it, but again, he would go to therapy to learn and train his own mind to see that that death glare equals I need to attune to my wife. I need mm-hmm. to talk to her about something. Um, and so, yes, I agree. Like there, I want people to think of it like therapy is like training. It's mm-hmm. like school. It's just an education for your brain. Which when I was a kid, uh, and my cousin is probably about ten years younger, so I was ten, eleven, twelve you know, 15 when he was like five, six, seven, and he was presenting with um, uh, um, autism symptoms, right? Mm-hmm. And because I was like 14 and 15, I didn't know anything about it. And I thought that it was very enabling, like, oh, he just gets his way. He's just yelling, oh. you know, <clears throat> and that it was not the, uh, that was absolutely not the way to approach it. It would be through like cognitive behavioral uh, yeah. um, uh, therapy, therapy and just training and forced function and mm-hmm. also reinforcing positive behaviors and uh, um, uh, extinct extinguishing mm-hmm. negative behaviors. Yeah. So you can just get trained like that. Well, and so I, think, hold on, think about it. Like we've talked about stop thoughts, you know, yes. before like, oh, I'm in a pattern of negative thinking. You can enable that pattern of negative thinking like, yeah, you're right. It does suck and uh, blah, blah, blah. Or we can work around some uh, CBT techniques and go, wait a minute, I'm arresting that thought. We're not going there. We're going this way. So we're replacing that, right? So it's a, a real, it, it's training, basically. Let me read some questions. It says, oh, this is a, oh, this is such a touchy subject. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, professional help would be probably the best way that everyone can communicate better. We are still learning so much about it. The spectrum looks different for everyone, so it's hard to give advice about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the, true. The advice would be to, it, because it does look different for everybody, you have to seek out individual everything mm-hmm. like it's individual counseling and read I, I went to look like i googled relationships with people on the spectrum and and uh, the thing that came up was autismspeaks.org mm-hmm. and there's tons of stuff about it. there's lots of information about it so i would suggest do your own research because it is so in it's so individualized it's so different for every mm-hmm. single person the spectrum is a spectrum meaning every single thing is on it mm-hmm. so we can't answer in general what it would be but there is something to consider too that um even in relationship when we so if i were to say oh yeah seth has major depressive disorder if i stay treating seth 
the same as if he didn't have major depressive disorder. That would mean I didn't have relational skills. Right. That's not enabling him. That's me not having relational skills. So things like, you know, all the, all the chemicals that are interplaying when we have a relationship. So my ability to attune to you and to mirror what you're feeling and to whatever, that's not enabling. That's a relationship. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. a interactive yeah. relationship. And a diagnosis can be helpful. Sometimes Very I, helpful. I hate diagnoses because uh, the person, like, it's almost, we talk about it in Indian country as like a naming ceremony. Like, mm -hmm. okay, th that is me. Like, hey, I'm Seth and I'm depressed. You know, like, hey, um, I'm Melanie and I'm an alcoholic. I'm like, really? That's your identity? So, okay. And people take that to, oh, at, they... They use it as a crutch, or and they're enabled by it, and they are they're they are that right. They've taken on that identity, and they sometimes use it as an excuse. Oh, in, yeah. in really unhealthy cases, right? And we have tons of people, tons of people write in. I think we've done that before mm -hmm. too. So for sure, it's normal. However, um, if if I know, like, oh my goodness, what what has been the problem all these years? And then we finally go get a diagnosis for Melanie that she you know, is on the autism spectrum or whatever, I'm like, okay, that's not her name. That's not her identity. But now I can treat her through a different lens and not be in denial about like, you well, don't you're mean just treat, crazy. You mean be in relationship with me. In be a in relationship with in a different way, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And something like autism doesn't go away, like major depressive <laughs> disorder or generalized anxiety disorder does. That is that is with you, right? Mm -hmm. So it's a little different, you know, but let's not change it into a naming ceremony. Kind yeah, of thing. I like that idea. Mm -hmm. Okay, good question. Let's go. Hey, Gator Chomp. <laughs> I just like saying Gator Chomp. So. <laughs> Don't know who you are, but I'm glad you're with us. Okay, let's see. I've, uh, can you give some Jack... Can you give some suggestions on how to handle differences in timing of sexual drive? I rarely want to have sex in the evening after work and wrangling a toddler uh, while wrangling, wrangling a totter, toddler, but that's what my husband wants it. I wake up very early and that's prime time for me. Okay, th that's mine. Yes. Um, not my question. Those are my comments. <laughs> Let's on talk there. about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have a toddler to wrangle. Um, this is a great question. Thank you for the last question, by the way. Mm -hmm. I didn't say that. I want to say that first. So, um, suggestions on how to handle differences in timing of sexual drive. So you said that you wake up really early and that's prime time for you. And the first question that I have for you in response to your question is, have you talked to your husband about that? Mm -hmm. So it's important that sometimes we actually think our partners can read our minds. Sometimes we think they should be able to read our body language or like if we, you know, scoff at a certain time that they should mm -hmm. understand what that scoff meant. Um, and often we don't actually clearly communicate what we're trying what we wish or think we communicate right so the first thing right off the bat is have you told your husband you prefer sex in the morning mm -hmm. um he might love that idea if you but if you haven't told him he doesn't know that idea exists yeah yeah you're exactly right and he might be more than willing like okay let's get real i've told melanie like anytime i don't care well, and if he, I've let been me give the backstory if it's, i'm like halfway dead wake me up yeah yeah well i always think that's really funny because i'd be like oh he's asleep i don't want to bother him and then uh like this if is I tell hard him, for me to hear it's not like it happens all the time <laughs> but, but it's really funny but without having actually communicated it he would never know right and uh so it's important to mm -hmm. communicate to be in really really clear communication mm -hmm. even if it's uncomfortable but we have a tool i'm so glad that this question got asked oh we do because what's the tool <clears throat> the ultimate intimacy app 
So download the Ultimate Intimacy app for free. There's a paid version that is like a whole expansive difference. I actually just got the paid version like two days ago. Actually, my boss made me get it because the guy who created the app is the guy who's helping <laughs> me create or we're working on the marriage app together. Mm -hmm. And so <clears throat> why I'm bringing up the Ultimate Intimacy app is that it has so many amazing things. One, it has like anatomy stuff. It has positions. It's all marriage friendly too, by the way. Like nothing is pornographic. Mm -hmm. Nothing is um, like weird or would make you stray or I don't even know. I used to worry a ton about that kind of thing when we were very first married. So that helps me to know that it's not like weird. Um, but one of the things that is in the app that is so phenomenal is conversation starters. But they're not just about sex and intimacy. Mm -hmm. They're about all sorts of different things. So you can, I mean, just do get the app for the conversation starters alone. It is totally worth it. But um, this is something that if you have the app open and you're in the conversation starters and you have regular dialogue that does not feel um, scary or weird or like if we talk about sex, then we have to have sex because I hate that like I would like to be able to talk to you about intimacy without it being like okay now let me squeeze your butt like that kind of stuff makes me so it makes me like not want to talk to him about it is that a question can I squeeze your butt <laughs> in your app it's a question um, but does that make sense oh, what goodness. I'm saying yes so if you have the conversation starters and then you can and you can feel more welcome more safe more free to talk about sex and intimacy, timing of sex and intimacy, why it matters to have it in the morning, why you don't want to have it in the afternoon, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, and you can have those conversations. It gives you kind of like hold your hand through it and right. it just feels safer to me anyway. Yeah. So uh, get somebody the says, app. what's the app again? Oh, yeah. It's the Ultimate Intimacy app. Right. And you can go to ultimateintimacy.com mm -hmm. and get it. And they have like a really funny commercial that they made for it. And it is a really great app. Like it yeah. genuinely has so much it content. Is, it is fun. Uh, the questions are great. Mm -hmm. And again, it's not just about sex. It's about building connection and it's pleasure. It's about intimacy. Intimacy is, intimacy is not just sex. It's the connection and the closeness that you feel with your partner. Mm -hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's okay. Um, so, okay. Any more questions for you guys? We only had two. And, um, Send in your questions uh, because mm -hmm. it's fun to answer y'all's questions. That's right. Okay. I want to give a plug and then you give a plug. So, uh, July 25th, you guys, Seattle. Very first AOM meetup. It's going to be chill. We'll probably go to a bar, restaurant. We'll have food. We'll have drinks. We'll have Olive Garden. fellowship. <laughs> no, it's not going to be freaking Olive Garden. <laughs> I'm just Are kidding. Are you kidding me? Keep talking. Anyway, it's going to be fun. Uh, the, the, the hangout in Nashville was awesome. The hangout in Chicago was awesome. And I'm mm -hmm. super looking forward to people coming in, come down from Vancouver, BC, come up from Portland, Oregon, come over from Walla Walla, Washington. <laughs> I don't know why I keep on saying that, but uh, yeah, Hawaii, catch a flight over. Hawaii. It's cool. And um, we would love to see you guys there July 25th. It's free, but you do have to sign up for it. And I'll uh, let you guys know the Eventbrite link very soon and get on that stuff. Mm -hmm. I have two things to two? do. Yeah, Going against the rules of podcasting. Three. I have three. Oh, this uh, is so... So again, send in your questions. And, and I want to really encourage you that 
people often email us and they go, oh, I don't know if this is a good question. Like they'll start their question out by saying it's not good or maybe it shouldn't, whatever, we shouldn't answer it. Every question is helpful. You have you have no idea what your question will help, how it will help someone else in some other country go through their marriage, right? So please send in your question. It doesn't matter what it is. No question is off limits. All topics are welcome. Um, we want to celebrate the idea of authentic relationships and walking through these things together in a uh, community. What is this? Okay, we have a question. Here? Any ideas on subtle ways to hint that you're interested in sex without attaching a bunch of expectations, like practical random things? LOL. Okay. Yes. So, ooh. Uh, Go for it. Yes. So get the Ultimate Intimacy app for one. Just It'll give you ideas for things like that. But here's uh, something that we learned at the retreat in Denver with yes. Dr. Tina Shermer-Sellers. We went to an intimacy retreat. And there they had... So And this is also going to be in our app. I'm so excited. Um, different cues that I had come up with this idea, sort of taking Tina's idea. Mm-hmm. But you can... Um, there was like different cues for different kinds of sex that you wanted to have, if that makes sense. So maybe you're feeling stressed out and you're like, I just want to have like really tender relaxation sex, as I call it. I want to feel calm. I don't want to feel like weird and pressured. Mm-hmm. I want to have like zen intimacy. Relaxation. Right. I like so that. my yes. thought was you could take, you could have like an assigned item, like a scarf, like a pretty silk scarf, and you put it on the, like the bed thing, like not in a weird way, not that's like sex over here, but like you, it's a signal to your partner. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to like have an awkward conversation. You just lay it on the bed and then lets your partner know, hey, this is what I'm interested in right now. And it's like the symbol of the thing carries all of the expectations inside of it. Mm -hmm. Like you have said, when I put this on the bed, this means I'm stressed out. It means I need you to help me like calm down. Mm. And I'm, you know, we're using intimacy as this function, if that makes sense. Right. Um, And then you can have another item, like maybe it's a bottle of Tabasco sauce and you (laughs) set it on the nightstand. um, And that means like you're feeling frisky. Right. Right. It helps Give your partner You're hot and spicy. Yeah, and that doesn't mean if your bar- if your partner puts a bottle of hot sauce on the bedside that you have to have wild sex. It might just mean that your partner is letting you know what they want. Uh-huh. They're making the expectations really clear. And uh, maybe that, that can sense? even be a turn on too. Like, oh yeah, it's a oh. form of foreplay. Right. Okay. I like that. We should do that. Let's see. If you're married and Good. someone else, so there's another question. Oh. If Here's a question. If you're married and someone else expresses that they are attracted to you, should you just avoid that person or just put up strong boundaries? I would. Well, I, I had like a really hilarious thought. <laughs> I think it determ- It uh, Well, first of all, you should share that with your spouse. Yes. Definitely. Like, hey, so-and-so, it's kind of like flirty with me, mm-hmm. uh, ugh, you know, and put up boundaries. And hopefully they know that you're married. Hopefully they know that you're in a relationship and you're not looking to step out Mm -hmm. and then put up boundaries around that. Yeah. Yeah. Avoiding them. I think when sometimes when we avoid problems, sometimes they can get worse. Just Mm -hmm. like, oh, then it's just awkward. You're always thinking about it and stuff like that. But it, it, and sometimes that works too. So I would say a mixture of both. Strong boundaries. Well, first of all, talk to your spouse about it. You guys be in clear communication about it. Talk to, um, uh, talk to the person, say, yo, these are my boundaries. Mm-hmm. And then if they keep on doing it, then take other action. Yeah, I would say it's really, imp- that that is how affairs start, right? Like they start like, oh, they hinted and now what do I do, right? Like, do I avoid them? I don't know. I kind of like that someone likes me, mm-hmm. right? So I would say one of the best things to do, and it's it's, I find it fun, but maybe I'm just a total weirdo, is when you can be really honest with people, but also not 
followed by the weird social thing that you think would happen if that was the case. So if, if someone says, hey, I'm like, I'm super attracted to you, although I know you're married, I'd be like, hey, that's really cool that you're attracted to me, but I am married and no thanks. <laughs> like, no thanks. No dice. Right. Uh, and just say to them like, cool, high five for you liking me, but I have a wife that I love or a husband that I love and you're not going to ruin it. Get thee behind me, Satan. Not today. <laughs> Do that. Not today, devil. <laughs> but but really, though, yeah. B, I would highly suggest talking to your partner about it. So this is something that Seth and I have started being able to talk to one another about that in the past, I would have lost my mind if Seth had been like, so-and-so flirts with me. I'd have been like, where's my knife? Not really. Yeah, but, to kill um, me. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're anyway, gonna pay. Uh, but, but somebody says, is yeah. the app going to be free when it releases? Yes, we're going to have a free version and a paid version. Mm-hmm. And the there, But the, there's going to be tons and tons of content in the app. We're going to... I mean, it's so exciting. I'm editing for it today. I'm interviewing for it today, uh, Dr. Corey Allen. And so it's really exciting. And yes, it's going to be... It's going to have a free and paid version. Let's see. Let's see. Love that idea, Melanie, especially if you get the awkward want to do it question from your spouse. Yeah, I found that that really doesn't work. (laughs) Want to do it? No, Seth, this is Seth's um, go-to want to do it move. Hey, um, I'd like to get in bed early. I don't do that anymore. Yeah, since last week. (laughs) I just hit my own headphone. Anyway, uh, (laughs) but yeah, so thank you for the questions. And we look forward to seeing you all tomorrow. Send in more questions. These are all super helpful. Don't let that temptress or tempter get you, person who wrote that in. That's right. You tell them, get thee behind me, Satan. Talk to your Um, spouse. And then the last thing I wanted to say was, please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We will read your review on the show. And it is incredibly helpful for new listeners to find the show and to trust that it is valuable. Mm -hmm. So, yes, we love y'all. Have an amazing day. See you later in Dresden. Bye. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) 